0: Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I am your host, Ryan Gerard, and I am here with my co-host, Rick Greenwald, And also with us again is the cats. lovely... There's cats. There's also cats. Yeah. But Anna's here as well. The lovely cats. The lovely cats. An extra cat <laughs> now. We have extra another cat. cat. You got two cats now. We have now. two cats now. How does it feel to be a cat daddy to two cats? Um, It's like owning two small lions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That That's kind of what sense. I always think yeah majestic because i always think if they were like you know 200 pounds heavier they'd be a lion
1: i thought okay so i've had like a similar thought where if a cat was like 200 pounds heavier even if it like grew up with you and loved you it would totally eat you it, it's a lion it's a lion it's A yeah. Small lion. yeah we're just lucky that they're small enough where they can't eat us yeah yeah pretty much well anyway ryan how you doing Hi, i'm checking with ryan how's ryan
0: doing doing pretty well doing that's good pretty well that's good i uh lifted for the first time in Ooh, quite some time today feeling... me and anna went to the ymca y'all yeah. oh do you have do you have a? Uh, do you guys have memberships to the ymca i don't but uh Ooh. speaking I of memberships let him, i
1: let him use my guest
0: pass speaking of memberships i canceled my climbing membership uh i'm also canceling mine i got a membership to the y as well oh wow yeah I haven't canceled my
1: membership yet, but I'm going to... It's way to. cheaper
0: for a Y membership it's than way, it is for a climbing uh, membership. It's way,
1: cheaper. Yeah, and going into the winter, it's nice. They got, like, a nice weight room. They have a pool to do some little cross training. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of nice. Oh, and they got a basketball court. They so shoot around. Racquetball court, too? I'm, I'm sound- Yeah, they got a racquetball court. The I don't think so. Member? Not the Sun Prairie one. Yes, it's on their website. Oh.
0: Really?
1: Yes. Is I it don't I know. It, no idea where it is, but... Yeah, it I was is was on- say, we are. <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: back by the pool. It must...
1: It is on their website. And
0: like across, like way down from the gym.
1: Anyways, oh, huh. not important. But we are, we're YMCA members now. Well, I you might need, be getting you, a membership. You should, you should get one. It's a lot one.
0: cheaper. You should get one. Yeah. The nice and thing is good. that it's like, a it's, a, it's a mile, yeah. <laughs> and it gets a work discount, so it'd be That's like $30 nice. a month for us.
1: Yeah, it's good. I mean,
0: you know, if you want to
1: lift through the winter, you know, lifting is, is all the rage right now in terms of like off season, getting ready for the next season, getting some strength boosting those watts up in the gym what
0: i really like is that it's a mile and a half away so like today we yeah. ran to the y oh okay yeah you so ran got, and then you lifted yeah Not so we really got three there. miles in pretty solid how's that feel you started uh, running too good. right doing a little running um, yeah i've been doing a little bit of running like once a week yeah, i want to get same. the you ran
1: today was the first time you ran since the last podcast What's uh, a week when yeah. my friends
0: were here i ran four miles that was like a week ago
1: that was before the last podcast
0: it was like a little over a week ago. How are the legs doing? Can you walk or? Fine. Oh, okay. The so first time was like, a little yeah. rough. I knew, the, I knew the first one was going to be rough. Today wasn't too bad. That's good. No. So now I'm going to get some um, actual running shoes too. That's probably helpful. So I think it's going to be a birthday gift to myself. Nice. Treat yourself, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's nice. pretty exciting. What about you? What have you been up to?
1: Um, You know, just uh, nothing too crazy. Kaylee and I went to Michigan over the weekend. We did our like classic fall weekend, which is a lot of fun. We go see fall colors and stuff.
0: We wow. pick some more new to go every year. Of you?
1: Very basic. Did you get pumpkin? Oh, we anything? actually had camelbacks full of pumpkin spice lattes uh, as we sense. hiked around the yes. bluffs and looked for pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So we had a good time. Uh, game,
0: kind of a little off topic, but is there any part of a pumpkin you can actually eat? What are you talking about? You eat the inside of a pumpkin. They just puree it. It's puree not. It. It's, have you, you've never had pumpkin pie before? Well, I've had pumpkin pie before, but I, I couldn't tell you which part of the pumpkin you it's, put you like into a pie. Guts. It's the guts. It's the yeah. like guts? Yeah, yes. But they, puree they puree it. it. Yeah. Yeah. If you pop open. It <laughs> sounds
1: the, a lot more disgusting than you I mean, thought it would be. If you pop open the top of a pumpkin, it's just like eating pumpkin pie. It's the same thing. What? Anyways, pumpkin seeds are also very good too. I've had pumpkin seeds. You can roast yeah. those. I mean, you could probably eat other parts of the pumpkin. You could, it's kind of like the it's like eating a watermelon rind. Like you don't eat the rind of the watermelon; you eat the inside. You don't
0: eat raw yeah, pumpkin. Yeah, but
1: for the most part, like
0: a pumpkin, you could almost consider pretty much hollow.
1: Uh no, the they've got the guts in it. The guts, but it's, yeah, the I mean, guts are the good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Haven't you? I mean, I, I always think. What, what do you think the pilgrims did? They didn't have purees. I what don't do you, think they ate pumpkins. I think they ate pumpkins. That's what was at the first Thanksgiving? Pumpkins and aliens. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what we were up to. Been doing you know a little bit of riding, a little bit of running, a little bit of lifting, playing some basketball. Definitely doing the uh, off-season activity. Spectrum, so doing a lot of different stuff, having fun doing that. Um, and also looking forward to doing some racing this weekend,
0: right, Ryan? Yeah, I did some racing last weekend too. That's right, are you we're racing gonna this weekend, yes, yes, are you? yeah, oh, yep. nice. I am racing this weekend. Nice. Um, but yeah, so
1: let's kind of go into your race. You raced this past weekend, can you give us some details? Yeah, where was, we the, race. Where was the race at? Uh, I was in Fitchburg, Fitchburg, so nice local race. Yeah, local race. Um,
0: It was a solid. I really like that course. Um, It is not what I consider. Was that Badger Prairie? Yeah, Badger Prairie. Okay, Badger Prairie. It's not what I would consider like a super hardcore cross race. Okay. And I kind of like that. Um, I got off my bike once a lap. Uh, okay. which is exactly what I want. It's an American cross race. Yeah. Forced, forced dismounts only. Yeah, so it, w- it wasn't muddy, which is exactly what I want. I hate muddy races. I probably wouldn't have even raced if it was muddy. Is it supposed to rain this weekend? Uh, it's supposed There's a chance of spots. All right. Hopefully it stays that way. So it's it's not really like, it's it says early morning and then spotty like until midday. All right. Well, we'll see how, how things go. I'm not too worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, it should be okay. It's like a forty percent chance right now. All
1: right. Well, anyway, so how did uh, how did your race go
0: this past week? So uh, the course is great. I mean, um, the first part you kind of jump onto, you go up the road, jump onto <laughs> kind of like a mountain bike track, and then you come back to like a, the main area where everything is. It was kind of a race where like you could stand in one spot and see a majority of the track. So you could watch if somebody was like spectating, they could pretty much watch from the the entire race from one spot exactly almost so you do it's pretty tight and windy for the most part of it and then you they uh send you out to the prairie and there's this long climb it's probably a 30 to 45 maybe a minute long climb would you say that was the defining feature of the race yeah i think that's what uh her broke most people okay most people did it break you no, no. I'm, I think I did the first one as hard as I did the last one. Oh, okay. So you paced it pretty well. I paced it really well. Um, nice. What I noticed was that my fitness was really good. Uh-huh. I felt great. I passed 26 people. Nice. So, um, the, yeah. The issue is that You I was, had no, no call-up, correct? I had the
1: second-to-last call-up. Woof. That's rough. And that's because you haven't raced cyclocross at all this year, right? Yeah. So okay. there was
0: 46 people in the race. That's a pro tip. If you
1: plan to do well in a cyclocross season... Definitely start out with the early season races because building yeah. those call-up rankings is, it makes a crazy difference.
0: Yeah, so I started in the back. Um, I made up 26 spots, took 20th. You pretty know. solid, pretty yeah. solid. Uh, I, I'm hoping this weekend that I get at least like a few rows up and maybe I can get, like snag like a top 10. Be pretty sweet. I mean, taking taking just 20th
1: place will help you in the in the um, call-up rankings for sure. So yeah. So that's definitely pretty important. Um, but and what race were you in for, for the weekend?
0: Uh, I was in 3.4s. Okay, nice. Yeah, you know, I've noticed a, pretty much all the 3.4s are road racers, and then all the cat ones are mountain bike racers. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird how that goes, huh? Um, yeah, I think mountain bike races are generally, I don't know if they're more prepared
1: for cyclocross. I mean, I think they're possibly, more
0: prepared for cyclocross. Or
1: if they just have more interest in doing cyclocross compared to road racers. But I definitely noticed that, too. A lot of the really good cross racers uh seems like a majority of them in wisconsin are also very very good
0: um mountain bikers that's because they have the technical skills and the fitness yeah yeah that's true you know road racers just have the fitness i think road racers road racing and mountain biking are
1: so different too i think mountain biking and we're talking about in wisconsin maybe the midwest more broadly but mountain biking races are kind of spread out more throughout the year you definitely can't start until may and with mountain bike racing and then, you know, they kind of, they're, they're less races and they they go through like August right up until cyclocross season. And then, you know, you're, you're ready for cyclocross season. Whereas road racing, I feel like there's a ton of races jammed into April, May, June, and then there's this like long gap in then there's cyclocross season. So I've, I almost feel like mountain bike racing, if you were to do like a wars series, it kind of sets you up better for a season of cyclocross. Yeah, I'd agree. Kind of a slower start. You build into it, get that fitness going. You kind of really are firing by the end of summer, ready to
0: rip it at the first couple cross races. Yeah, and I think mountain bike fitness is a lot closer to cyclocross fitness, where it's just like a hold as high as a pace as you can. Kind true. of true. The racing is similar. Well, the racing is similar. What just it, I, I just think mountain biking's a longer version. I
1: wouldn't call it the same, but it's definitely closer to the feeling of like sitting in the pack of a road race maybe less so of like a crit where you're kind of accelerating, but yeah, it's, and also that like low cadence torque is definitely like something that you kind of, you need to like, uh, get used to for sure. Like coming from road racing, which you, you hadn't done a ton of riding on the cyclocross bike a little bit, right. You know, some like practice sessions here and there. Yeah. But did did you find that like that, that low cadence torquey stuff was harder for you?
0: I, I'm pretty good about switching gears. So I wasn't doing much like torquing. Oh, so you were just always trying to spin. Well on some on some courses you have to. On some courses you know, there's it's just a like few a spots, grinder. Well it's more like there's a few spots where like the first time I did it in my head I was like, Okay, I gotta remember to hit you know, go down two more gears than mm. I did. Like I would go down a few gears, but it wouldn't be enough. And then in my head I'd just say, Okay, I have to go two more. So we have been doing
1: some technical work and you know a decent amount of mountain biking in the past couple weeks do you think that paid off now like oh insanely in your first, yeah immensely big, big difference oh yeah yeah did you feel like you were at least able to uh be on par with the good the better technical riders or you know like not lose time in the technical sessions? Well, that's what i was
0: looking at um i believe uh let's see here i'm opening up my strava right now to look at my race i know the guy who took second place, he averaged like 12 and a half miles per hour. Per lap? So, per lap. Well, okay. for the entire race. Oh,
1: for the entire race. Okay.
0: And I did, here we go. I did
1: 12.7. Oh, okay. So you went a little faster? Yeah. Interesting. But then how did you... Well, I guess I he started, started way back. ...spots behind right? him. So you would have... You're saying that you would have won this race if you were... I'm not saying I, I would field. have won it, but I felt like...
0: I felt like... I, the, the, the leaders were never that far ahead of me. Who was the guy that won this race? Uh, Jacob Glenn. Jacob No, Glenn. I'm sorry. Uh, he took second. Oh, okay. um, I'm not sure who won. I wasn't familiar with his name, but I was familiar with Jacob Glenn because I've raced with him quite a bit on uh, the road.
1: Okay. Didn't he beat you in a couple races last year? Uh, Last year, yeah, we were pretty back and forth. Okay, all right, all right. Well, Ryan, I think with a better call-up, you might be you might be contending for more than just the top ten, maybe top five, possibly podium, depending on what kind of course it is. Which, and if you want to keep talking about this week, we can definitely do that. But maybe we talk about this coming week, cyclocross. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and where is that race going to be at? It's
0: going to be, so it, the venue was actually changed. It was supposed to be at a park in Waterloo. Yeah, Fireman's Park. That's now it's do. at the Trek Factory. Interesting. I think that's, first of all, that's
1: going to be a sweet venue. I mean, that's where they held the World Cup. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be the same Oh, course. no, it's not going to be.
0: It's, I'm guessing it's not going to be the same course because they've already done it.
1: It's an abbreviated course, And I think. it's also just going to be, you know, uh, stakes and caution tape right so definitely not the exact same thing as like the full blown Mm -hmm. track cx cup but it's definitely gonna be a cool course and they're definitely gonna have they're probably gonna follow the og cyclocross course quite a bit Um, But I think in general, that's usually a faster course too, like a little bit more high powered course. I I think that should help you, Ryan, who you're kind of more of like a power rider. I think instead of like having to work through like super demanding climbs
0: or super technical riding, it's kind of more just like who can put down the most watts. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing from like last week and that I noticed is that uh, a lot of people, you know, especially in the Cat 3-4s where, Uh, I can, I identify that, you know, that's not a very high category. So you're not really getting like super high level fitness and technical skills. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, At that level, it's typically one or the other. Yeah. So if you can kind of bring both together, you're doing a lot better than a majority of them. You do pretty good. So that's kind of what I was doing was I was noticing a lot of people were spending a lot of energy in in each little corner. And since it was a technical uh, course... I, could, I was doing a lot less in the technical sections than a lot of the people were, and that's how I made up a lot of the spots. Yeah, for sure. It was, it's really just focusing on every single corner and making sure every single corner is, you know, right. now, as fast as you
1: can do it. Not letting yourself get lazy when you get yeah. tired, too. I think that's pretty important. Like I think sometimes when you, when especially later in the race, like you start making these, like, um, poor technical decisions on stuff that you should be going faster on or smoother on and starts to really affect like you know how you're doing yeah i saw there's a lot of mountain bikers and i see this a lot on instagram in the off season and even during the season they do a lot of coordination work so they'll do like strength training i know nino scherter is pretty famous for this he'll do like these like balance balls and juggle at the same time so it's like core stability and then coordination all it's at the a same lot of time ton of coordination work and i've always thought that's really interesting i don't see as many
0: cyclocross racers doing that but i feel like that's probably something that i think they all do it it's just you know there's no one as famous maybe besides matthew vanderpoel and wood van Aert, but they're not doing you know 10 episode docu series, i guess and they're probably
1: not doing quite as much since like crosses because i know peter Zagan does
0: that too yeah
1: Pretty and it's cy- the same kind of in cyclocross stuff. yeah and cyclocross and road racing are both not as tech well especially road racing but cyclocross too not as technical as mountain biking mountain biking is more technical i would say technicality is like a, a bigger part of mountain biking whereas cyclocross you just gotta you have to be good technically yeah, you know, like there's there's more there's fewer gains to be had by like being the absolute best technical
0: cyclocross mm-hmm. rider. But I think it's it's something that won't um, at the higher level, it's something that won't win you the race, but you'll definitely lose the race. Oh yeah, for sure.
1: I could definitely see that. Uh, so what race are you going to be racing this week? Three fours. Three fours. I'm cool. not ready for one two three no so i, I might as well have fun you at least win a three four race before you even think about that you that's know? where i'm
0: at you know i'm not doing huge training weeks i'm doing yeah. like three rides a week cyclocross is kind of more fun for you too at yeah. this part of the year right i'm trying to just keep it pretty much all my rides are just high intensity rides yeah to like just kind of maintain that fitness mm-hmm. um bring that training be, load down yeah be ready for oh and it's pretty much just like over-unders yeah uh even this week i tried doing a workout yesterday and i got into like the first interval and my legs were like nope you're what kind done of, what kind of workout it was like an, it started off as an over under and mm. then um i tried doing like 30 second bursts and then i was just like you know what my legs are just not doing this yeah just kind of fried yeah so i think i did like a cumulative hour of three different workouts <laughs> so i kept it there uh i'm gonna try something tomorrow i'm gonna you know, tone it back a little bit. Then you know, I think I got a little ahead of myself yesterday. Mm, so I'm gonna okay. tone it back tomorrow because I also don't want to be too wrecked for you know Saturday. I, yeah, I wanna right. Be, I'm trying to stay
1: pretty fresh for the most part. Yeah, it's a good way to go about it. You know, I think you're kind of doing the roadie into cyclocross off season ish kind of thing pretty well. Yeah, in my, in my opinion. I'm
0: not. Try- I'm just trying not trying to get burnt out. I'm just trying to keep have it fun. fun. With it. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, because I mean, once the cyclocross season ends. Well, you're probably maybe gonna take a little
0: time off the bike. I and think then... I'm gonna take a bit of time off and do a lot more like running. Maybe I'll get a y membership and do like some swimming. Yeah, and we stuff can go too. swimming together. Yeah, I enjoy swimming. I've, I mean, the one time that me and Anna went like uh, a few months ago, I, yeah, I really That's enjoyed funny. it. Yeah,
1: I'm so bad at swimming.
0: I oh, I took swim I don't, lessons. So
1: I did too as a kid. Well, and in, the, I was, in high school. Oh, in high school? Yeah. Really? So. I, I
0: mean, I think I'm okay. You had to for gym class. Yeah, for gym oh, class, okay. I had to. That makes sense. <laughs> you didn't just choose to. But it was like well, a pretty technical, like, le- like uh, semester of swimming. Well, so, yeah, and I think I
1: I can swim fine now. Like, I can swim around. I have no problem. I'm never going to drown on my own accord. But, like, when I was younger, I was so bad at swimming, and I don't know why, that I actually failed swim school. And wow. I didn't get placed down, like, two... like levels younger wow so I was like this big old kid with like 8
0: year olds you know the thing about uh, swimming um, and this is not coming from me it's I was reading up on how like swimming how to, technique how to and stuff. Swim, Yeah, swimming is not as much like aerobic as as it is technique when it comes to speed. Yeah, I've heard that. It's, it's yeah. all technique. It's technique, right? And it's because it's being as aerodynamic in the water while being as efficient in the water as you can be.
1: Yeah, and it's also especially if you're not a swimmer, you've got to like think. You that it's not automatic yet. Like you've got to think about like how to properly yeah. swim. Um, so I could see like. That being kind of a challenge, you know, like like, a, one, um, like you have bad habits and you've got to like it's not like just like pedaling a bike where pedaling is pedaling for the most part. It's like you've got to constantly think about how you're doing something.
0: Yeah. So like one thing I was reading about uh, and I'm very ignorant to the swimming technique, but okay. uh, a beginner tip that I read was try to go as far with one stroke as you can before you go to the next stroke mm, okay Interesting. so until you're supposed to like glide as far as you can and then go to the next stroke especially for like endurance yeah because then you're using a lot less energy okay and going farther mm-hmm. especially when you start working technique and you get the aerodynamics down and you start you know uh, gliding farther nice we'll keep our our listeners
1: updated on how our off-season swimming is going Yeah, because
0: that's what the off season is about.
1: It's it's about new stuff. Yeah, it's about new things. Anyone listening to this, I highly urge doing something
0: besides biking in the off-season.
1: Yeah, you will you will enjoy biking more. Experiment. Experiment. Especially, we live in Wisconsin, like we can't, we're pretty pretty much done riding outside. I would say on the weekends we could probably ride outside a little bit, but it's cold and windy and rainy already, mm-hmm. so. Perfect running weather. Perfect running weather. I It's like, reminds me of cross-country, like, or, or, well, I didn't run cross-country in high school, but just like, kind of like that like, late fall weather where you're playing sports outside and it's cool and you don't have to like, worry about sweating too much, it's great. Anything from, like,
0: 35 degrees to 60 degrees is, for me, ideal running weather. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And it's just... Not liking that comment. Not the theory,
1: speaking I of... my
0: fingers and toes to fall off.
1: Speaking of running weather, uh, because it is the off-season, I do end up following some other sports a little bit. Did you guys catch the Ironman World Championships? Uh, I knew they were going on, but I did not catch it. I was, it was working. It was... I mean, it's not very interesting to watch. It's not very interesting at all to
0: watch, but... Yeah, it's that's kind of why I didn't watch
1: it. It's a pretty cool event. Like, it's, it's very cool. It's a...
0: It's, uh, it's, if they could do, like, a... Ten or fifteen minute highlight reel. That's I what would I watch. Definitely watch that. It's
1: interesting watching like pros just completely break down. I think that's honestly it's kind of like people watch NASCAR for the car crashes. I watch the Ironman races to see the meltdowns. I want to see those like jiggly legs where it's like they're totally bonked and they can't really run anymore, but they're trying to make it to the finish line. I love those moments. They're fascinating to me.
0: Not that just that, but uh, the two hour marathon. Yes. broken yes. This, this uh, weekend, it was a, that has to kind of do with cycling yeah, team because Team Ineos, Team yeah. Inios sponsored the running team.
1: They did a lot of stuff to do to get that record. They got the guy that currently has the the world record marathon, which is like a two hundred one and change. And they basically had a wall of pacers, so like they were drafting him the entire time. Uh, they had the Nike Vaporfly shoes, which are carbon sold, so wow. like they actually so. Fun fact: Those are the fastest shoes. Like objectively, I guess they're the fastest because they have a carbon sole in them that springs. So every time you step, it actually springs a little bit. But because the sole is so thin, that you can only run on them for about 125 miles before you gotta get a new pair. They wear out in 100
0: and change. Wow, that's crazy. And they're like, they're
1: like over $200
0: shoes. I think over two hundred dollars shoes when Ineos is also spending money on how how much in like wheels and stuff. Yeah, right. True. It's not. It's no, There's no comparison. They're over two hundred dollars so, shoes. They,
1: all those guys got to replace them in four more marathons. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> Crazy.
0: Yeah. I, it's it's you and can't even compare. Unti- and then like Ineos's bike team is running like five thousand dollar wheels. Right. They crack a carbon wheel. They just throw in the garbage. Yeah. Like, oh well. Whatever. But yeah, that's pretty cool. A lot of cool athletics going on. Yeah. If they, also, if anyone's wondering about how they do that, so they have a team, but the team does not run the entire marathon. They no, switch yeah, they, they pace. Because I saw the team like finishing behind. I think that was everyone got back in at, for yeah. the finish. Oh, but okay. But I think typically they are running with like five or six people the entire time. Yeah,
1: I thought it was, it was a cool thing to watch. Well, that's definitely another one too. You watch the highlight reel. They just I mean, you know, they just talk about it the entire time. You see like the cool stuff that they do, the switches, the yeah, so know? they
0: switch off, and i I'm not sure if they kind of cycle or if you <laughs> pretty much like five people have you know a ten mile section that they pace and then they're done. They right. just do like that you know eight to ten miles, or if they do five miles on five miles off, I would think that doing five miles on five miles off would not be a good idea, it'd be harder, yeah, I, I would be a think lot harder. it's harder, I think it'd be half. You'd yeah. have them run a half
1: marathon and then well, – But you don't like, want them
0: to like to slow the pace at all. You want them to be well, fresh for the entire part that they're doing. Yeah,
1: but you can get a bunch of elite runners that can run an, an hour
0: half marathon. Mm-hmm. You know? That's very true. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Oh, Ryan, we were going to talk about one more thing before we wrap the podcast mm-hmm. up. And it's back to our old segment. We're bringing it back uh grind my gears grind our gears yeah. grind
0: particularly what's grinding your gears so uh this well, week. it was actually something you brought up actually no it was on the like uh, cycling meme page which uh, one uh training crits okay I haven't heard of that one i I think it's like a bunch of
1: kids that are in like junior development programs that have like probably in my opinion
0: the best cycling memes page they're very funny so USA cycling put out a poll on their twitter would you guys pay for pay ten dollars um, uh, a year additional if all juniors could have their cycling memberships paid for which licenses
1: which currently the license is like 80
0: bucks it's already 80 or 85 it's, it's 80 80 85 i think yeah it's yeah maybe it up.
1: is oh gosh yeah
0: so you would be paying another ten dollars this year which if if you guys didn't know, like when I first started racing, like four years ago, I believe it was only fifty or sixty. Yeah, it so went been almost it double. Like Ten dollars, I... almost every single year.
1: Yeah, I mean you've been racing longer than I have, but it's gone up a minimum of thirty bucks since I started racing. And then okay, speaking of memes, I saw another meme too, where it was the I'm not gonna describe the meme, but it was essentially you know masters riders spend four thousand dollars on carbon wheels like are asked to pay an additional ten dollars for license fee you know and then obviously meme hilarity ensues but i think the point is is it's already an expensive sport and like not everybody is buying four thousand dollar wheels and i'm not i i'm not either um we we are not in that upper echelon of you know like gucci masters ten thousand dollar bike racers we are making it work pretty much right mm-hmm. so to just like the fact that and also to you it would be much different if everybody was kind of getting something tangible from adding on that additional fee but i know like the last couple of fees that have gone on to the usa cycling license have been primarily towards like the olympic development program which i don't care about i mean great it's cool that like the u.s wins gold medals and stuff like that but I just don't care. Like, USA
0: Cycling doesn't win gold medals.
1: Correct. They Well, the, the whole thing is they put the infrastructure in place, and then
0: these athletes can something, 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 and then they win a medal. I don't think you should I don't, be putting the infrastructure in place unless there is talent. I or think, like at least like talent that you know, like if they just had the infrastructure, could win a gold medal. Yeah. I don't think either. I think they're like, let's build infrastructure, and then maybe we'll get talent. I just, but we, we don't have the talent pool to... I really I, benefit from the infrastructure.
1: I just think they grossly overestimate how much people care about medals. Like, and not not us avid sports fans, but like your typical you know cyclist that's paying out of pocket for all these expensive races and race fees. Like, I and this is speaking of maybe myself personally. I would just I would rather pay ten dollars less than watch people, you know, possibly maybe get one additional medal a year. That's just me though.
0: Yeah, so I think when it when it comes down to for me is like, you know, you pay the $90, but I don't think they I don't think you I don't think the sport of cycling gets anything out of that $90 that you or that or right no. now it's like 85. I think I don't think the sport of like the average like cyclist right. does not get anything out of that $85. The the whole idea of development
1: programs, I think it's kind of silly too. I think the whole idea has been largely disproven too in terms of, like, that's how you get Olympic medals. I mean, most of the countries that medal in particular sports, the reason why they medal in particular sports, are because those sports have just wide appeal amongst the general population. Thus, kids start playing those sports when they're way younger. The talent pool is bigger that way. It's kind of like, how do you grow a sport from the bottom up or from the top down? And it is always the bottom up. I mean, that's how every sport is developed. That's why soccer, football, I guess... American soccer, you know, global European football is the largest sport in the world because people just grow up playing it.
0: Yeah, I think – so I, th- I think my personal opinion is stop putting so much money into, like, these development programs, the Olympic programs, mm-hmm. and put it into building up, like, the race calendar, you know? Yeah. Um, I think USA Cycling needs to do more to build up, like, just, like, racing, like, you know, local chapters of USA Cycling – they need, to do, they need to do more at building up that local uh, racing scene mm-hmm. instead of putting it towards junior programs, development programs, Olympic programs. Grow the local scenes and you'll get that talent pool and then go from there.
1: Or well, okay. I'm gonna. Screw, USA I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna disagree with you a little on, bit like, there. Like do I don't think I don't, I don't think USA Cycling can
0: grow local
1: scenes. I think local scenes can grow local scenes. Well, what
0: I'm saying is like things like um, make it don't make it so expensive for local races to put on races. Say uh, USA Cycling will put up the money for insurance so you don't have to pay insurance which cuts like half the cost and yeah and we have no idea what the actual financials are it's of just like of that it's things. just like if you're gonna put on a race we cover this aspect of it for you i would actually rather have so all of a sudden we have more racing more people are going to races right gross
1: i would rather have usa cycling
0: licenses because there's more opportunities to race and it's yeah. cheaper to buy a license than to buy a daily yeah when there's only, you can only make it to two races I'm just going to buy a daily license twice instead
1: of buying a full one. That's a good point. I would almost rather have them pick one or the other. Focus entirely on growing domestic racing or focus entirely on Olympics and development cycling. But I hate this like both and they try to pull money from, you know, the amateur side to like funnel into the Olympic side. I think that's wrong. Like I think kind of no matter what, and I don't know all the details, I think that fact there is is just kind of silly. I just like the idea of, you know, like if they want to focus full heartedly on like growing the sport of cycling in the US and growing like the amateur scene, which is obviously what we care about, right? Do that. But don't kind of do this like one foot in one side and one foot in the other. I think in general, they could use their resources a lot better if they just focused.
0: Yeah. So that's my opinion. It's start at the ground up. You start, know? At the, start at the ground up. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I will say uh, the WCA Cyclocross. Um, does a really good job at this from what I've heard putting on a cyclocross race is really cheap which is why there's so many cyclocross races right Um, they 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 bring all the course materials and stuff for you you don't have to have police um, and you don't have to shut down roads you have to uh, purchase the park for the day, or rent the park for the day. But that's not very expensive. It's like no. two hundred bucks. It's not bad. And insurance. So that's really all you're paying for, is because they give you all the equipment, all the tape and stakes and stuff. So it's way cheaper to do. You could, you know, clubs can actually profit from it, grow their club again. You know, mm-hmm. and to think about if they got that insurance, you know, helped out with at least like USA Cycling yeah, right. helps pay for the insurance. All of a sudden, uh, clubs are making money from putting on events. Yeah. Maybe and they put on two a year. Right. I don't know. And
1: yeah, and if I think the, the biggest, yeah, I mean, cyclocross is great. Obviously, cyclocross has grown, I think, to be one of the most popular or most, most dominant uh, like racing uh, disciplines in cycling in terms of like raw turnout, how many people actually enjoy doing it. I think a lot of the problem too is like fixing the financials behind road cycling and road racing and figuring out how to make that You know, like just as not not even profitable, but, you know, figuring out how to get that structure figured out so that it doesn't cost so much to put on races.
0: So, yeah. So to to kind of wrap it all up, um, we urge everyone to go on to USA Cycling's Twitter page and vote. Vote on that freaking poll. <laughs> yeah, uh, vote on the poll, yes or no. I think there's only what, what they'd say, just, like 200. Yes or, I know, but it only said like 265 people yeah, voted. Yeah, ha- 275
1: people voted and yes is winning.
0: I highly doubt. Yes is winning, I, so I, if, I, if, I, if you don't go do it, you might see a $10 <laughs> increase on your license next year. I
1: highly doubt that, that I would hope that they wouldn't take the sample of 200 people and apply that to their nationwide model, but we'll see. Anyways, you should all go vote and vote for me. No. I'll be and voting vo- no. I'll be voting no as well. Uh, I don't vote on a lot of things in life, but I will vote on a $10 increase or decrease on my annual license. All right, Ryan. I think we're ready to wrap up the podcast this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. You should definitely go like and follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, at Bike Race Weekly on Twitter. We're at Bike Race Weekly on all of these different platforms. Um, anything else, Ryan? No, that's about it. All right, cool. Well. See ya, see ya. See everybody later.